Hey there. Thanks for listening to the Reliance Podcast. Join us Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock, 9.30 or 11. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Today's going to be interactive. We're going to start sharing some testimonies in a little bit. So let your brain start thinking about, uh, yeah, just glorifying the Lord. And so I just want to start off by saying this. Let's, let's just do it together. Say, God is good. Now like you mean it. Ready? Come on. God is so good. This morning, I I, I told Aaron, I think this is becoming one of my favorite Sundays really fast. I was looking back um, and past sermons and different things that I was doing, and I've got to preach the last three Thanksgivings or Thanksgiving Sundays after Thanksgiving, and I told Aaron, he either really likes his vacation time or... But the truth is, it's becoming this beautiful tradition of, um, yeah, just being able to share as a body what God is doing. Amen? Amen? I don't know about you guys, but the older I get, I think the more I become a little more thankful. I slow down and, and appreciate the things of life that God gives us. And, uh, yeah, I just, I'm just so blown away by the goodness of God. And uh, this morning, I hope that we can really talk about what like to have a life of gratitude and a worship of gratitude. I think a lot of times we, se- we separate this idea of what worship is compared to a life that we're living, but truly Thanksgiving does so much more than just glorify God, but it actually changes our mindset because it doesn't change the things around us, but it really allows us to focus on the one who is worthy, the one who is steadfast, and the one that's good. Amen. And so this morning, we're going to move pretty fast because I want to set up just the idea of thanksgiving and gratitude and what God um, declares um, as scripture. But I also want to make sure we have ample time to share testimonies. Man, I, I, I don't know about Aaron, but I wish all of you could have been in first service. Like, oh my goodness, the way God's moving, the way God's, uh, yeah, his faithfulness, it never gets old. And I think this is, is the power of testimonies. And so I, I want to say this. I said it a minute ago. The older I get, the more thankful I am. I never want to be somebody that is, is, for lack of better words, entitled. <laughs> right? I don't want to be an entitled generation. I don't want to be an entitled person because I don't deserve anything that the Lord gives. Romans 5.8 says, God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for me. If there's anything that I should be thankful for, it's the fact that I don't deserve anything that God has done for me, yet he has lavished his love and shown me his grace. And for this reason, I'm thankful. Life is hard. It's constantly beating us down. It's constantly coming against us. And the truth is, is it doesn't seem to get easier the older I get. But the truth is, is God is steadfast and he is faithful. And because of this, I find myself falling short all the time. But while I still fall short, God's grace is good. And it's not an excuse to keep on walking in worldly things. But the truth is, is God's grace is what is refining us more and more like him. And I say, amen. Worthy is the lamb. I often talk about the time Darcy and I uh, lived in Maui. And it's not so much to rub it into you all (laughs) as it is to say two things. I'm thankful for the, the things that have sharpened us in our past. 
I'm thankful for the opportunity to literally say that I lived in Maui, Hawaii. As most people, some people would dream about the, the opportunity to, to do so. And I often get asked all the time, like, why are you in Kansas? <laughs> and I say, I love Wichita. I love this place. I love this community. And to slow down for just a second, you know what? I'm so thankful for this body. I'm telling you, people ask me all the time, like, Kansas? I'm from Colorado. They're like, man, why have you not moved home yet? And I'm like, I love Kansas. I love Wichita. I love the people. I love my church. I love this community. And I don't want to be anywhere else. Like, Wichita is my paradise. Amen? I say that because I hope that we can understand the situations and the things and live a life of gratitude. The things that we're thankful for. And in Maui, there's three times in my life that I've almost drowned. And I mean really, really close to drown. One was I broke my jaw, my mouth wired shut, and I threw up. Let's just leave that at that. The other two times were in Maui, Hawaii, involving the ocean and waves, okay? Um, when, I, when we first moved to Maui, I was there for about a month, and uh, we had this gentleman walk in, and I heard him talking to his fiance about this life group that they were involved in, and we were only there a month. I didn't have a church, and so me being no- nosy and wanting a community, I was like, hey, tell me about this church that you go to, and so I talked to them. They invited us to church, and Anyway, we go to church, and I, I, we get to know Charlie, and um, one day I'm like, hey, Charlie, do you surf by chance? And his, his fiance literally starts laughing out loud as I didn't realize Charlie's profession was a professional surfer, okay? <laughs> well, let me just tell you, don't let a professional surfer teach you how to surf. It doesn't go well. And uh, so I thought it would be awesome to be like, hey, you want to teach me how to surf? And so he took me to about six-foot waves. And he, he gave me a professional surfboard, not one of those massive longboards that you could stand up on for days and days. And to say the least, um, we go out to this beach called uh, Black Tip Reef Beach. And it's talking about the kind of sharks that are underneath you at the drop-off that we're at right now. So not only are you on this, this surfboard, and the first thing he tells me is, hey, whatever you, first you need to just relax. He's like, surfing's all about feeling, like the waves and all this stuff, so relax. And we pull up to Black Tip Reef, you know, Shark Beach, and I'm like, why do they call it that? And he's like, oh man, this is like the home of 500 reef sharks. I'm like, huh, I'm supposed to relax, <laughs> right? And then he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, don't drop in on the other guy's uh, waves. They really don't take well to that, and they will want to fight you. And so I'm like, okay, so I guess I'll relax in that moment, right? And so anyway, I'm already uptight, all these things. And he goes, okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to paddle as hard as you can. You're going to kick your feet as hard as you can. And when you feel yourself coming over that wave and you start to go down, you're going to pop up. And, man, it's going to be the greatest feeling you've ever had in your life. Well, I had a, a mental picture of how this was going to go, and let's just say it didn't go anything like that, okay? As it's coming over me, I'm picturing this beautiful tubular wave, and I'm going to ride this thing, and it's going to be like, you know, heavenly. I go over the top. All of a sudden, I just feel myself falling, and I'm literally like rolling windows, hit this wave, and for the next 90 seconds of my life, I was in a washing machine. <laughs> It was just white water. I couldn't tell what was up, what was down. Everything around me was pure chaos. And I literally was thinking, I'm going to drown. I can't breathe. I'm still underwater. It's been, and it literally lasted forever. And as I'm in the midst of chaos, I start hitting 
coral reefs and rocks and I'm all cut up and I'm literally like, now I'm bleeding in the shark infested water. <laughs> and all of a sudden I just remember like, I'm dead. Like this is it. And then I stand up and I'm in knee deep water and I'm like, thank you, Jesus, I'm alive. <laughs> Two weeks later, the same people brought us to another, this time it was a tranquil bay called Honolulu Bay in Maui. He's like, hey man, this is world famous for its snorkeling. It's awesome. Do you want to go? And Darcy and I are like, yeah. So we bought like new snorkeling gear and, and this high tech snorkel that closed every time a wave would come so salt water didn't go in it. Sounded like a great idea at the time. And as we were snorkeling in this beautiful, calm water, we saw sea turtles and all of this beautiful marine life. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, these massive waves came about. And they just started pounding over the top of us. And my little snorkel wouldn't open anymore, so it just shut and I couldn't breathe. We're, we're panicking. Darcy and I are doing whatever we can as the waves are throwing us up against this rocky shore to climb to our safety. And I, I mean, we legitimately like... Wow, we could have died. And then we hear like two weeks later, somebody did. And I'm thinking, man, how crazy it is. And I tell you this story because a couple weeks ago in um, staff meeting, one of our, uh, our preschool director, Jenny, if you've never met her, she's just a ray of sunshine, beautiful, beautiful personality and, and uh, love of Jesus. And she brings this word and she shares a quote. And the quote is from Charles Spurgeon. It says, learn to kiss the waves that throw you against the rock of ages. Just think about this a minute. Learn to kiss the waves of, or learn to kiss the wave that throw you against the rock of ages. You know, while I was in the, the washing machine wave of surfing, I had no control. I was at the mercy of the ocean, pounding and drifting, and the same thing, the waves crashing over the top over and over and over again. Can anybody relate to this thing called life? How many times does life come at us? The older you get, you think, man, just I can't wait until. And then this new season comes, and you're like, huh, it's not the way I thought it was going to be. But the truth is, the scripture tells us that be thankful, rejoice in the trials and the tribulations because they develop perseverance. Perseverance has to finish its work so we can be complete, not lacking anything. And the beautiful thing is, is I don't know about you, but if I would have wrote my own story, I probably wouldn't be standing before you today. I would probably be doing something completely different because I think I know what's best. But the truth is, is I'm thankful for the one who authored my life. I'm thankful for the one who gives life. I'm thankful that by my own selfishness, I've literally learned that God's way truly is better. And I think about it all the time. I would not be standing before you today if I authored my own life. Because in my own ways, I feel like I'm not a good communicator. I don't feel like I'm worthy. I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel like I'm. But the truth is, is only God can give you an identity. And that identity is a son and a daughter and when we walk in the fullness of that, man, it is fulfilling. And we begin to see the things that we go through in life and that it throws us against the one who is faithful. It throws us against the one who is steadfast. It throws us against the one who is loving and enduring. And he's full of grace and he's full of mercy. He's full of kindness. And all of those things lead me to a life of repentance that allows me to begin to pick up this cross and live the identity as a son for the kingdom. Come on, can I get an amen? And I say this because the truth is... 
is this is the life that you and I are called to. Psalm 100 says this, make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth, serve the Lord with gladness, come into his presence with singing, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. The biblical definition of thanksgiving is to raise our hands in gratitude. The biblical definition of praise, literally the Greek means to sing, to tell, to give, and confess the thankfulness of God's blessing. Whew. And to declare that the good news to God and to others. And to declare the good news to God and others. I don't know about you, but if we can, the gates, what is a gate for? It's to keep you out. But how many times are we the one who are putting up the gate into the, the presence of God? And we do so by really maybe an entitlement or a thing or forgetting how good the Lord is. God desires for us to come into his courts. He desires for us to, to be in his presence. And he's saying, hey, come with your arms full with gratitude. Come with a song and begin to confess of the work that I have done in your life. And watch what happens in the presence of the Lord. Come on, church. Amen? Good. And so I don't want to take too much time because last service, man, trust me, the testimonies are so much better than somebody up here preaching. <laughs> but I want to say this. 1 Corinthians 4, 14.26 says, what then, brothers, when you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, an interpretation. Let all things be done for the building up of the church. So Aaron and I were just dreaming about today, and we're just thinking, man, I had somebody last service come up and say, this is church. This is what it looks like. I'm telling you what just happened in here was true worship to the Lord, and my faith is so built, I can't wait to leave this place. Yes, this is the whole goal as a pastor for us to go forth. And it's, here's the thing. This is powerful. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It divides soul from spirit, bone from marrow, because this is the revelation of the kingdom. And God desires for you to walk this in the fullness of your life every single day, everywhere you go. Good. We've been in a harvest uh, series, and this whole idea is like the harvest is plentiful, God desires for you to magnify him. One of the scriptures I was going to share, thanksgiving magnifies the Lord. When we share our testimony, it builds faith. It builds faith. It glorifies God because of the testament of his love and his goodness and his mercy and the cost of his son on that cross. Come on, amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. To find out more about who we are, find us on the Church Center app. See y'all next week.